You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another episode of Doing the Work, the first show on the Back Home Network covering IU women's basketball. I'm your host, Jeff Marlowe, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Kathy Amos. And today, it's Friday, April 21st, 2023. We're going to take a look at the roster as it currently stands for next year. We'll also talk portal wish list and look at any news headlines. But let's start this show the way we start every show, and that's with our banner moment. And today, Kathy, I'm going to go with the banner moment here. I'm going to go back to April the 10th. WNBA draft, Grace Berger drafted overall seventh in the first round by the Indiana Fever, the hometown, you know, at least for us, hometown Indiana Fever. Um, And that is the highest Indiana women's player has been drafted uh, by the WNBA. So congratulations to Grace Berger and her draft in the WNBA is our banner moment and our banner moment is sponsored by home field apparel home field is constantly releasing new schools or updating their products for schools in their existing line you're bound to find something for you or anyone in your life that just loves great collegiate gear and just because march is over don't quit keeping an eye on home field they're constantly releasing new stuff not only do you get quality apparel but you are supporting an indiana-based business that has its roots in the kelly school of business go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your entire first order. That's promo code HOME for 15% off. Once again, the website is homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. And some other headlines. Uh, since we last talked to you, and Kathy and I were talking off air, it's been almost a month. It's you know three de- <laughs> over three weeks since we've talked with yeah. you. Uh, As you can tell by my rough start, yes. <laughs> but... Uh, March 30th, Coach Terry Morin was named the AP National Coach of the Year. Congratulations to Coach Morin. Mackenzie Holmes was a top five candidate for the Wooden Award and attended the weekend with all the finalists, was also named a Honda Sports Award finalist. Mackenzie and Grace were both named WBCA Women's Basketball Coaches Association All-Americans. And incoming frosh, Lene Beaumont, was named Ms. Illinois by the Chicago Tribune. And so let's go over to Kathy for her initial thoughts about any of the headlines or any other things on her mind for the Amos angle. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, it's good seeing you again. Nice to see some folks out in the chat on this Friday afternoon as well. So happy Friday, everyone, and happy late April. It has been a, a minute or two since Jeff and I have done our last podcast. That was way back at the end of March. So um, uh, not a whole lot has happened in the last three weeks, but I think the things that have happened have been pretty significant. Um, namely, obviously, your your who's your proud banner moment. I just don't think that we can still say enough about Grace being drafted seventh there overall by the Indiana Fever. Um, I've never watched the WNBA draft. I don't watch WNBA. Um, I don't watch NBA for that matter. Um, it's just that's not in my my wheelhouse. Um, I stick to more college basketball. But my husband and I made it a point to watch that night because we knew that Grace had a, a chance to go in that top 10. And, you know, everywhere you looked on Twitter, it was just huge leading up to it. And the moment and to me just really didn't disappoint, including if um, you haven't seen it, I highly encourage everyone to go out to the Indiana Women's Basketball well, Twitter account and look for the, the video of Terry Morin and her response when Grace's name was called. It was absolutely the most guttural, 
raw and emotional um, outburst I think I've ever seen from Coach Moore. And, and it just to me shows how much she has always talked about how much grace means to her in the program. And that that natural moment, I think her natural reaction was one of actually my favorite moments of the WNBA draft, um, at least up until that point. So I, I didn't watch after that, to be perfectly honest. So um, I, I think that's a, just a perfect banner moment. And I think the implications for the program are huge on top of it, right? Because not only is it, you know, the coach being out there and all of the coaches, the assistants were there supporting her and Grace being drafted where she was in her stock. It's, it's really, I think, great implications for the future of the program too, because, you know, there are a lot of young ladies out there in middle school and high school that I'm sure we're watching that. And hopefully then we'll see Grace play at um, Indianapolis for the fever or other locations and, and really start to grow even more and more awareness. So we already have, you know, are starting to get more national attention as a basketball program, but I think this is huge for recruiting down the road, but, but what are your thoughts on that, Jeff, and kind of the implications around that for the program overall? Oh, I, I agree with you. I think it's huge. I think anytime you have somebody who gets drafted, uh, I'm not one that thinks there's a lot of draft coverage in terms of like mock draft type stuff. I know there yeah. are a few out there. Um, and I think a lot of people thought Grace was a first round pick going into the season. We were, you know, the concern was how would a knee injury that she suffered during the year, you know, impact possibly draft stats? Because it's not like in the NBA where you got 30 teams. I think there's what, 12 teams, I think mm -hmm. it is, in the WNBA. Um, and so it's a much more limited number of first round picks. Um, and I thought we had a great question in the community earlier today or yesterday about, um, Yep. what what's her outlook and and i and i have not followed the WNBA as closely over the last few years i used to follow it quite a bit when i was coaching just because i paid a little more attention i was wanting to try and grab some things maybe i could use um some sets and things but i think you what you what little i know about the fever right now they drafted well they got Aaliyah boston with the number one overall pick yep. and they've really and they got and then got and taylor mike so and you got yeah. Taylor Mike sell a little bit later. So um, they've tried to retool. They were not very good last year, the year before they were a little bit better, but they kind of almost, I hate to say tanked, but they really were not very strong last year. They've tried to retool the last year or so in the draft last couple drafts now. And I think grace is a big part of that. If you saw some of the comments that Lynn Dunn made, mm -hmm. they're not drafting her. They didn't draft her because she was an IU kid who might sell some tickets. They drafted her because they thought she was a solid player who was going to help them. And I, and, and the, the question that was in the community is where, you know, what, you know, what's her outlook. And I, I really don't know. I think I, I'm a huge Grace Berger fan for all who I think know, but if not, remember I hosted the Grace Berger show a year ago. So I'm a huge fan of her game anyway, but I think the one thing, I think she has a huge upside. I think her mid range yeah. game, I think she'll develop a little more long range game. I think the game's a little more open at the WNBA level than the college level. I, I think she'll really thrive. I, I think the one question that I have, and this goes for any kid coming out of college, man or women, is can you guard? If you can guard at that level, if you can defend, then you've got with her skill level, she's going to, she, I think she has a really bright future and then, you know, her upside is her ceilings a lot higher and, and such. But, um, and so that'll be the one thing I'll just be interested to see how it plays out over the course of, of the season if she's able to defend, because as was pointed out in the community, she can play really a one, a two or a three, I th mm -hmm. think at that level. Yeah. And, and so it all depends on whether, you know, what, 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 what can she guard? And, and if she yeah. can guard multiple spots, man, she's going to stay on the floor quite a bit.
I, I'm excited, actually. I'll, I'm going to try to see if there's any fever games um, that get on TV here just so I could watch her and Aaliyah Boston together. I, I think that was be an interesting pairing, too. So, yeah, I agree. Lynn Dunn was very, very um, vocal about we didn't draft her because she's an Indiana kid. That's a nice benefit for them because, yes. you know, think about my my. I know I'm not the only one. I've seen it, tons of people saying, well, I'm going to start watching the fever or people in the area say, I'm going to go watch now. Um, so it's it's definitely going to have a lot of benefits, I think, for them. And yes, thanks to Coin for that question. Sorry, we don't have a whole lot more. So we can all become fever fans this year and uh, see how it plays out. But yeah, I just, I like the, not just the implications for the fever, obviously for Grace. I, I like it for the program as well mm. and the future and the the visibility there. Well, and speaking of the program, you would have to have the expectation that Mackenzie Holmes is going to get drafted yeah. next year. And and, yes, and, that's and then two just, years and, back to back. Yeah. Well, yeah, three, and that he found Allie Papperg last year, too. Yeah. And, and and with that, but, you know, I'm talking about first round. I, I yes. you know, you think you see Mackenzie cool. Holmes in a first round pick next year. And yeah, again, I, I agree with you. I think that's all awesome for the program because it builds momentum for the program. So Kathy, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about roster overview and, and, and really the roster hasn't changed a couple things. I think we may have even talked about this on the last episode we did, but Keandra Brown has announced that she was not going to return. Mona Zarek announced that she was not going to return. So those are two players who did not play a lot for Indiana this past season, who were on the roster, were on the bench at the end of the season, who won't be back. But other than that, we really haven't gotten a ton of news other than, like we said, with Beaumont being named uh, Ms. Basketball in Illinois, and obviously with Jules Lamondola coming in as well. So, as and as you said, we're going to do probably do a uh, kind of an episode on just them as we get into the offseason. But anything you want to talk about with the roster right now, with as the way it's constructed? Um, yeah, you know, I think so. In addition to the the folks that you mentioned, so maybe we just run down real quick who who we've lost. So you've mentioned the two that are transferring out. We already had Caitlin Peterson transfer out, and I think uh, a lot of people have kind of forgotten because she transferred out fairly early into the season. Um, if I remember, it was in December still right after that wonderful tournament out in Las Vegas, and then of course Grace and um and and um, Alyssa Geary. Thank you, Alyssa Geary. I was looking at a sheet and it just wouldn't come to my brain. Alyssa Geary are also out of um, um, Jules um, Lamanda is ranked number 52 on ESPNW and Lene Beaumont, who you mentioned in your other headlines. So Lene is from Illinois. She was just named yesterday, Miss Illinois. She's ranked by ESPNW um, as number 83. So they have two coming in and only five and but five coming out. So I, I think we have three open scholarships. Is that, do I have good math on that or did I miss That's, anyone? It's the way I read it, but I don't know. The one thing I don't know is as you're going to start, we're not quite there yet, but you're going to start getting that point where the COVID year is going to go away. And I don't know if that impacts numbers in terms of the right. available scholarships. I, I just don't know how don't that impacts. So either I don't hear. And just to say along, I think um, we saw the other day, Maybe it's been a few days, but I think we saw a, kind of a headline where Caitlin Peterson is going to enroll at Central Florida. I think. Um, is- yeah, you is it Central for- Florida or um, USF? Or what did I say? UCF. I thought yes. it was UCF Central Florida. Yeah, yeah. So, so she's she got picked up there, but I don't think the other two gals had been picked up yet. Not yet that so. I've seen anything, but so let's kind of move into the wish list here then, because obviously yeah. we're thinking they're still looking for help in the portal now. We do have a solid core back. I mean, that's, you know, but, the, you know, you have um, assume that nobody else transfers in, which I think is not likely. I think we're going to get somebody in the portal. 
but at this point it's starting to get a little bit like, well, maybe we are, you know, it's kind of like with the men we're just, you know, we're, we have one, it's been very quiet, but you have Sydney Parrish, you have Mackenzie Holmes, you have uh, Yard and Garzon who are, are, are three returning stars and Chloe Moore McNeil, four returning starters that you know of. Sarah Scalia was the per first person off the bench. You would assume she might slide into a starting role if nothing changes. And, and from there, and then you would throw in Lexi Bargesser, uh, Lily Meister, who played quite a bit in the second half of the season. Uh, only problem for Lily is she's basically the same player as McKenzie, and I'm not sure they're looking to play a double post, uh, but I think you'll see more minutes for Lily. And, and then you throw in a Hannah Sandvac as well. So we, plus the two recruits. So I think the portal is what, you know, we're kind of been waiting on. I think why you and I thought maybe we'd hold off on this podcast. I'm hoping that we'd see something yeah. happen and I'm going to throw a name out there. Let's kind of, I'll throw the names out there. I want to get your reaction before I give mine, but let's start with the one big name we all saw early that we all kind of yeah. like, Ooh, that would be an interesting one. And that's Haley Van Lith who left Louisville to enter the portal. Yeah, so Haley Van Liff, I, did I see that she actually um, ended up committing to LSU? I have not um, seen a commitment. She was down there, supposedly. She was down there visiting. Okay. Yeah. So good. If she so, made a commitment. I missed that. So let's assume she I, hasn't I, made let's a Let's just assume she's only visited. So, right. um, yeah, and we know um, uh, Miss Kim down there at LSU and her her uh, history with transfers, both at Baylor. And then we saw what she did with seven of them last year at LSU. So, um yeah, I think she's a very interesting. I think she would be a really good fit for us, I personally. Um, but same thing there. I haven't heard any word that, and maybe it's just the transfer word too. They, I've not heard um, anything about her even coming to campus to visit. So, no. um, but I think she'd be an interesting fit, right? Because you and I have talked about just trying to add a more athletic guard into the, to our play, um, and I think she would kind of fit that bill. And you know, she she would give us a little more grit that maybe maybe we need a little bit more of too. So, um, I think she would have been a, a really um, good fit for us, but I, I just don't see that that's going to happen for us this year. But what, what are your thoughts on Haley? Well, I'm trying to look something up real quick. Cause Quang says in the chat, he thought she, appreciated, yeah, but I, um, I have not seen anything officially that she's committed to LSU. There's still a lot of speculation, just an official visit, but yeah, LSU. she had just yeah. visited. So, um, I will say this. I, I thought when it first happened, I thought I really liked the idea of Van Lith because we need a shooter. Yeah. We, another and shooting is never, you can never have enough, um, with that. And, and she'd been in the Midwest. Now she's a West coast girl. She's out of Washington state. So there was a lot of speculation that she was looking to go back maybe West that the word had kind of been, she was homesick and, and kind of some of the rumors on Twitter, she was homesick, wanted to go back out West, maybe, maybe a Washington state. They had, they had gotten very good this year or Oregon. I, I even kind of speculate maybe a Utah, but Utah pretty much returned everybody. But trust me, I don't think anybody's going to turn down Haley Van Lith showing up in your program, no matter how many people you got back. Um, but I really liked the idea. Now, the one thing was you dug a little deeper. She's two time all ACC. Um, and she averaged almost 20 points a game, four and a half rebounds, three assists and one and a half steals per game. But she only shot it at a 41% clip. She only hit 29% of her threes. Now she had 87% of her free throws, but, and, and she's only five, nine, I believe. So she'd be a little bit smaller than we've actually been playing in some of those spots. But again, I don't think you pass up a Haley Van Lith, but then, you know, like you said, we see where she supposedly has been down at LSU and her Twitter and her announcement 
was pretty, pretty blunt or cryptic, however you want to take it, but like, you know, just don't, don't contact. Like it really yes. led to believe that she had already made up her mind where she was going, but it's kind of dragged. I won't say dragged out, but it's been extended out a lot longer than I thought it would be for Haley Van Lip. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too when I read that um, initial tweet from her as well. So, but yeah, I, I mean, if she's gone down to LSU, I wouldn't be surprised no. if she goes to Kim McCulkey and police down there. But, but wouldn't that be quite interesting though that those two both had run-ins with Caitlin Clark during the yes. tournament, and now they <laughs> end up. And I think that's what some of the speculation is for the for the workaholics is that Angel Reese I think had a very kind of cryptic tweet about Haley Van Lith. And I think that was leading some people to believe that maybe okay. she had committed, but, but yeah, we, you know, both those who had, you know, their issues and run-ins with, with Caitlin Clark during the, right. uh, the tournament. But then the other one that was on campus and was yes. tweeted out by, um, Buffaloes. Buffaloes was, yeah. And maybe somebody you might, and I'll throw this out there. I won't say too much about it, but uh, Lexi Donarski from Iowa State, who maybe you have at least have seen a little bit of having, mm -hmm. you know, seen Iowa State maybe a little more than we have. So, but what about Lexi Donarski? Yeah, so Lexi, um, <laughs> I have seen her play a couple of Iowa State games. Yes, um, I really like her. There's a three-year but I think what really intrigued me about her is that, you know, she's really known for her defense and her lockdown mm -hmm. defense when I think it was her. So she's played three years, her sophomore year. She was actually named defensive player of the year yep. in the big 12. And then her this past year, she was still on the all um, defensive team, um, but she can score too. I mean, she averaged around 13 points a game um, and three rebounds. So I was really intrigued after um, I saw she entered the port and then read you know, Buffalo Louie kind of leaking out that she was on campus. So um, I was really hopeful that after that Buffalo Louie tweet, we would have something more concrete to talk about today on the podcast. But yeah, I, um, I haven't seen anything of, of fish um, on her, but I like her. She could just be a really great philosophy, another you know piece of that kind of athletic concern um, from yeah they i, I like so, i'm um, like you what is she six sorry. foot sorry i'm trying to read as i talk to you <laughs> yeah you're breaking up on her. yeah you're breaking up <laughs> on me a little bit i thought you were done no uh i think yeah. the thing about donarski that you point out is really intriguing to me is for a program that really prides itself and identifies itself on the defensive side of the ball i think she'd fit in pretty well i mean like you said she was a big 12 defensive player of the year two years ago this year she was on the all defensive team she was all big i think she was all big 12 uh last year as a just a, on the all big 12 team this year she was honorable mention excuse me again but my concern here a little bit is and again, maybe this is maybe I'm overestimating how well kids are shooting the ball, but she's only shot 38% this year, 32% beyond the arc, but again, 87% at the free throw line. So I, I think yeah. that this is somebody who would fit now, and she's a little bit bigger, if I remember right. I want to say she was six one, six two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, six foot. So she yeah. but I think size-wise, she would she would fit in as far as what I use trying to do a little bit better, maybe than even a Haley Van Lith, but Haley Van Lith, just such an outstanding offensive player. But I was like you. Yeah. I thought when we saw the yeah, Buffaloes tweet. Yeah, I thought when we saw the Buffaloes tweet that I thought maybe we'd get something pretty quick on Donarski, and that and that really has. Again, it's been pretty quiet, and it really not much. I haven't seen a ton of movement in the women's portal. I'm not paying as much attention maybe as some people are on the men's side. But you're you're really it's been kind of slow. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I felt feels like to me too. I haven't, you know, I follow a couple different Twitter accounts, like the ESPNW accounts and a couple other ones. And it just, it doesn't feel like it's, <laughs> there's been a whole lot. I have a, a you know, kind of a daily podcast that I download for women's basketball. I don't always listen to it, but I at least, you know, kind of look at the, the show notes and see what are they talking about today of see of anything of interest. And early on, they talked about some big names that went into the portal. Like there's some, some Stanford team, um, people that went in and um, I think uh, a couple of other people from some of the top contenders this year, but I haven't seen anything since then on anyone that big names, at least that have, have committed. So, um, so I'm just kind of intrigued by it. just seems a little slower, not the speed dating. Maybe we saw, I have been seen on the men's side, but I mean, there's over a thousand um, women in that portal as well. So it's not like they have less volume of transfers. It's just maybe a little slower. Maybe they're being a little more, more diligent about what, what they're doing too. So and we just patience always isn't uh, our number one virtue, right? <laughs> and Joe Perks points out in the work of Hollis, for those of you who are watching us on the live YouTube feed, um, Joe points out that Donarski had said she'd like to have a decision by the end of April, first week of May, which I know isn't my timeline. I mean, I want right. the timeline to be a little up, but but I, I can respect it. I wonder also how much of this on some of this is, and I'm not saying it's in these two, but like for NIL money, I mean, how, how much yeah. of this is, is like, do you have to try and also match up some of the NIL offer or the NIL money as you're going along with this? Um, and, and so I wonder if that may be playing a role, but we've seen some portal things happening for other schools in the big 10. And we're really not looking to talk a lot about those today, but we, I will mention the, the Reynolds girl from South Bend, Washington, who played last year at Washington or excuse me at Maryland um, transferred out and now is going to be at Purdue. And all, in fact, all three Reynolds girls are basically going to be at or committed to Purdue. And so they were very excited about that, mm -hmm. but you mm -hmm. know, I, I'm just saying there are a bit, there has been some movement. We just haven't seen a it's lot. Insane. And I think, and I think we thought, as fans that you would get some more, you know, some more action, especially with the season we had that you right. would thought that, you know, maybe that would kind of have people coming to be down the door. The other thing about this though too, Kathy is I don't think, I think if they get Donarski, if we're lucky enough to get Van Lith, and, and like I said, I agree with you. We haven't seen any indication that she has any interest in Indiana, not that, you know, she, you know, per se, you know, but she's right. playing pretty close to the vest, but I think we have to get at least if, and if we don't get Donarski, I still think we need at least two. I think you need to pick up two yeah. in this portal. And I think obviously a defensive player like Donarski would be great, but I, I, I'm really, I want somebody a little more athletic, a little more Me shooting, too. but I think that's still the one thing where we're at with the program. We talk about roster overview. The team has to get a little more athletic. We have, we saw this in the tournament. We saw this in the big 10 tournament. The athletic wings are have still given us problems. And I think that's where you yep. really want uh, Donarski would fit in as a Big Ten or Big Twelve Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and then another athletic wing, and especially one who can shoot, really plays in. You know, plays into that. Yeah, you know who I, I just keep thinking of in, um, in terms of just style of play of who I really enjoyed watching a lot this year, other than when we played against her is Cody McMahon, the freshman from yeah. Ohio State. I think that she would it not her personally, but her style of game, right? Like if we can find anyone out there like that, um, she's very, you know, she's strong, she's athletic. She can, you know, um, really drive the ball and, and, and make winning plays and, and really, um, make opportunities, scoring opportunities for herself. That's the type of player. I think I would like to see Phil, 
you know, one of the the three open scholarships that we have for sure. I, I, I agree with you. I think we need to get a little more length, a little more athleticism um, and some strength. You know, if we look at who, you know, we kind of lost, we lost Grace while um, she was an amazing player. I wouldn't say necessarily that she was the most athletic guard out there. She was an extremely skilled guard. Yes. So if we can find somebody on the opposite side of that, that is somebody a little more athletic, I think that would really fit this. But I think it's important just overall for our roster that we have to fill a couple of these, just because if we look at the depth right now, you know, it seems easy who to slot in for the, the five starters with the way they sit right now. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you look at who's going to come off the bench and you're, you're looking at a couple projected sophomores um, with Lexi Bargasser and um, Lily Meister. Um, and Hina Sandvik, um, I don't know enough yet about the freshmen, but maybe Lene Beaumont can come off the bench. But I just don't feel we're deep enough either. So even if you don't get somebody that's a starter, per se, out of the transfer portal, I would really like to see a high-end quality bench person who can come in and really give us, you know, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes because I think that still hurt us down the end here. You know, they just seemed a little tired once we got into some of the late season, postseason play. And, you know, we, we were only running about seven deep. Right. And I just feel if we're really serious about making a, a Final Four run, um, we have to get deeper. But to me, that's kind of what I'm looking for. I would like to see more athleticism and something that can help really fill out our bench. Yeah, and I kind of agree with you about McMahon. And maybe if it's, even if it's not that type of player, it's just somebody who brings, who can go, you know, kind of a double spot. You can play two spots, you know, yeah. go inside, outside, can go with that. And, and I think also you talk about depth. It's also important that we, 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 again, we've talked about this for the couple of years we've done the show. We have to find a way to be able to play consistently eight, nine people and get them minutes rather than just the six or seven. And I will say this, I don't know as much. I'm agree, I, I'm like you. I don't I have not seen Beaumont and Lamondola really in person or on TV. Uh, so I'm a little bit going by what I see on a couple clips in terms of right. highlights and things for them. Maybe one of them, maybe one or both of them fills that role that we're asking for. But right now, as far as we know, that we still kind of need more. And, and, and I'm an opinion, you can never have enough in the in the game today men or women you can never have i think we saw this play out in the men's game i think we saw it play out in the women's game as the tournament went through length and athleticism there's not you can't yeah. have enough of it absolutely so, yeah so that's where so. i'm kind of sitting with if i'm going to plug a couple three more players into our roster i don't necessarily need starters if we can find a great athletic guard that could you know also be a starter fine but i think the five ladies we have coming back right between sarah sydney um yarden um, McKenzie Holmes and, um, and Chloe Moore McNeil, I think there's a, that's a great starting lineup. So I'm not like looking to replace one of them in the starting lineup per se. I need, in my opinion, somebody, um, coming onto our roster that's going to help with that bench. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So anything else you want to talk about the roster today? No, I think we covered it. I think As we did now. too. Hopefully we'll so, have more news um, the next time we get together. <laughs> we've been trying to keep you updated about who's your alums in, in, in the community on the Twitter feed. Most everybody's done playing. I, I've been following along trying to keep that updated. And uh, I believe uh, uh, Alexa Golbey is the last one playing. Her team just started the quarterfinals of the playoffs in the Spanish Women's League. Uh, they won their first game. Their second game is the 23rd. The, uh, and such so uh, I as, as Alexa finishes up I think that'll finally get everybody finished up and then I'm going to try and 
it's still a little hard for a couple of them to find their full stats and in, in terms of game by averages and things like that without having to do game by game by game. So mm. I'm going to try and, and figure out exactly what Tyra was averaging and where she ranked and, and or, or uh, Amanda Cahill had an outstanding season in Luxembourg and, and, and her team lost in the semifinal round of the playoffs there in Luxembourg. So you can follow us on Twitter at, at doing the work, just go to Twitter and search doing the work. We don't have a blue check Mark. We we're not, we're, we're not paying for the blue check Mark. So, but we are doing the work search, doing the work and you should find us pretty easily at Twitter uh, or check out the assembly call community page. We try to update that as well. Uh, assembly call will actually we're on a Friday. So assembly call will be on next Thursday for their regularly scheduled show. And Kathy and I will talk and get back and you know, as if we get some, more news maybe we'll get back on a little bit but we'll probably be off for another couple of weeks just you know to try and you know keep stuff fresh and, and and if there isn't much to talk about we don't want to just you know be here to talk about you know very little so right. uh be sure to catch or subscribe to the next episode of crimson cast part of our back home network family and the hoosier morning after podcast our next show as i said will be tbd and hopefully we'll be back sometime middle of may or late may at the latest uh with that so All right, Kathy, I'm going to send it over to you for last call. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for getting together, uh, Jeff. We're keeping this short and sweet for us today, um, keeping it to 30 minutes. I'm very impressed by us that we were able to do that. So good for us. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, it will definitely, at least for me, be a few weeks. I'm leaving Monday. I'll be out of the country for three weeks for work. I, won't, I don't get back here until around the 12th of May. So um, if any breaking news headlines, I will trust you to uh, dutifully uh, man the Twitter accounts and jump on uh, YouTube here and and give everybody updates so um i'll be trying to watch from the other side of the, the world for sure and, and keep an eye on it um especially you know if we are going to be looking for hopefully a commitment here um at the end of april our first of may from darnarski she's the one i'm most intrigued by right now now um but so many people out there as i mentioned in that transfer portal um you know over a thousand players went into it as well this year and i think they're um i think we'll see some somebody pop for us for sure so I, i'm just excited again about what the the new roster is going to look like um and it's not not so different and so that's what's exciting right we we know at least the good group of five or, or six or seven players if you go to Bargasser and Nilly Meister coming in I think we have some exciting freshmen coming in so you know I don't feel there's a huge pressure for us with the transfer portal to hit any home runs this year and that that seems like a nice feeling to be sitting here um in April and not have to worry about it so I'm excited um and uh really looking forward to keeping uh keeping things going for the program for sure excited to see grace and try to figure out this WNBA thing I hear about. <laughs> yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to seeing, and like you said, and what will be really different is fast forward 365 days. Now we will have some roster turnover and because you're going to have Sarah and I, and McKenzie definitely, or I believe we're going to be out at Sydney, maybe after next year. I think she could have a COVID year if she yeah, wants okay. to. Yeah, she'll so, technically be playing her fourth year, but she still has a COVID year if okay. she wants to use That's it. Right. Yeah. That's right. So, but yeah, yeah, so, you know, but by next year we could be, you know, even Chloe would be her fourth year. I mean, it, it's all yes. depending upon whether kids want to take their COVID years and things like that. And that's kind of an X factor. So by the time we get to next year, it could be, four, you know, two or it could be 
four or five, you know, you know, you know, that we're talking about having to replace. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think we have to be gambling in the portal. I don't think we have to be out there looking just to grab somebody for the sake of grab, you know, getting somebody. But I, I, at this point of the two, we talked about Donarski would be the one I would really like. And the one I think is feasible. Yeah, um, and, and if Hilly Van Lift shows up in Bloomington wearing an IU Jersey, I'm all for that. But I think Donarski's a, at least the one that's on the on the radar for the program and 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 for us as fans. So I want to thank you for being here, Kathy. I want to thank everybody for watching and today who are following us here on the YouTube live feed. If you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assembly call. You can be a part of our private community as well uh, at assembly called slash community. Special thanks to John Ringer of Rig Design for designing our new logo. Uh, also, a big thank you to Bob Thompson for our new music that you heard throughout the broadcast. And thank you guys for listening, wherever you're getting us, whether it's on YouTube with the live chat uh, or you're listening on your favorite um, podcast site. We thank you for listening. We'll be back to talk with IU Hoops again very soon. Until then, keep your elbow in and your eyes on the rim. Go Hoosiers. Awesome. Yeah, real quick before I uh, play us out of here, we just got one last uh, question. Um, Sarcastic Mike uh, asked if we have any good scouting reports. Um, Jeff and I will dig into the freshmen later this summer, and we'll do a whole episode on any fresh, all, both the freshmen. And if we yep. have any transfers, we'll dig into them as well, um, Mike. So um, keep, an, keep an eye on that. But um, yes, until then, we will uh, go ahead and listen to William Tell as we uh, wrap it up and have a fantastic weekend. All right. Happy weekend, everyone. Happy weekend, everybody. Hey, be careful. Be safe. It's prom weekend here in Rensselaer. So that's oh, my, that's been my message all crazy day. Crazy teenagers. Yeah. Prom, you know, <laughs> so, and, and thanks to everybody in the chat. Good, good to see. You. I know we haven't been around for a while, but like I said, we just feel, we just really feel yeah. that con if we don't have enough content, it's not, you know, not worth your guys time to come in and just to talk about, you know, a couple things we wanted right. to, but we also felt like we'd been out two or three weeks, you know, that we needed to, need to at least talk a little bit about what right. we know so specifically so. grace too yes. so you know we, we weren't on right after that so awesome thanks all right see you everybody night, everyone. take care